Today's episode is powered by TD Ameritrade. Every stroke counts on the scorecard and every penny counts in the market. That's why TD Ameritrade is committed to straightforward pricing with no surprises, so you're free to swing with confidence. Visit tdameritrade.com slash fried egg. Member SIPC. Welcome back to another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. What a Sunday at the Masters. Uh, I was actually able to watch the Masters with uh, Will Knights, who writes for the Fried Egg, as well as Fox uh, play-by-play guy Shane Bacon. So Shane uh, joined the podcast to break down a historic Sunday at Augusta. Um, Thanks to Shane, and be sure to check out his podcast, The Clubhouse, when he posts his uh, Masters recap with Joel Klatt. Without further ado... Here is Shane Bacon on the 2019 Masters. I miss a green, for example. I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg egg lie. I'm about ready to run off the golf course. Moment's too big for me right now. I don't know what I'm doing here. Put into words what happened today. Well, there's just... uh, I never... I said this on Twitter when it finished up, but I never thought that he'd do it. I never thought he'd win. I mean, I really didn't think through all this stuff he would actually win a, a major championship. You know, and this was probably two years ago. Now... With what he went through last year, I said he could get in contention and possibly do it. With this leaderboard, and the wild thing that I think is getting lost so much in this is how many of the best players in the world he had to beat on Sunday. Kepka, Dustin, Molinar. So you think the last three major champions he had to take down. A guy that's probably playing the best golf in the world. A guy that is an absolute major killer and seems not to get nervous in Kepka, Dustin. Ricky, Jason Day, Xander. I mean, these are the this is the modern day golfing A list, and Tiger outsmarted him all day long. It, it felt he, there was a Hoy Lake mention in the broadcast with where he was hitting the golf ball all day long and what where he was putting it position wise on the greens, fairways, even the three wood on eighteen. I mean, it was chess versus checkers. It was unbelievable. Yeah, he didn't make birdie on three, but he hit that iron laid back on three. It's He's the tactician. His iron play all week was so good. But, you know, there, there's so much stuff gushing out. I think it's really hard to speak on what happened in Tiger winning 15 and, and winning it, you know, 22 years after the last thing. Do you know, you know how old the guy is that finished second to his in his first major is right now? 69 years old. Roca. No, 69 years old. And you've got a guy in Xander that's 25. That's the difference in gap of guys that are literally backing up to Tiger. And this is the career. I mean, for you, going into this week, Tiger is a story, of course. But there's so many stories that get lost. This is the sports story of the year. I mean, this is it. This is 2019 sports story. This is what we'll remember today. It's one of the biggest sports stories of all time. Ever. And that's that's the hardest thing to put into perspective is you know, where does it fall? Like, forget math. Like, this is the biggest Masters. You can't, I mean, so 97 would be one that you could look at as, like, one you could compare. 86 is one you could compare. I don't know. You have to go back to, like, the first Masters to find the next one that you could compare, really. Um, it. There's nothing else in, in sports... It, you think about where we were putting Tiger's comeback at the tour, winning the tour championship last year. People right. were saying this is the biggest sports story this year. And now he won the Masters. Something is so fitting that it was the mat. If he was going to win it was the first major win back, and we can talk more later about what could be next, but first w- major win after this, you know, road that you can't even so much. 
bad stuff, like so many moments where you thought he was never coming back. And for it to be the, the place where his first one happened is, is just so fitting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it really it's it's kind of hard to speak on. I mean, there was a moment we're all watching it together here at the Bixby House, <laughs> and uh, and you know when he, when he got to eighteen and he finds the fairway, I, I mentioned to you, you know, if you go back to 05, the last time he won the Masters, and he hit that chip and he made it, and it was this unbelievable chip, and it was one of the greatest shots in Masters history, and he was so amped that he bogeyed seventeen and eighteen, and that's how he fell into that playoff that he eventually won, I think, over Demarco, right, and. He hits that shot on 16 that we thought might go. When it landed on the green, Andy, you were going right when it landed on the green, you go, go in. Yeah. Go in. And then we're all just going, go in. And it's rolling right past obviously the cup and he knocks in the three footer. And but it was just a it's a different tiger now. I mean, it really does seem like whatever energy he's got, whatever he mustered up at 345 in the morning to prepare himself for 9 a.m. and all these tea time shifting. It's like he understands how much energy his body has these days. And he knows he can use this much on this hole, this much on 17, this much on 18. Don't get too hyped. Don't get too low. Let's let it play out. I was not nervous about the way he would close that thing out when he played the, the way he played on 15 and 16. And even over shots like 15, I mean, he's 240, Andy, to one of the hardest greens in the world to hit in two. And it was a confident swing. It's the exact club he should hit perfect distance control hits it in the fat part of the right side of the green and gives himself a perfect opportunity to, to putt birdie. He doesn't need Eagle. He just needed a birdie there. He knew he had a really good chance to build on that lead while all these other guys were doing all this stuff around him. And he just seemed to stay in this bubble that I'm only believe tiger could do. I only yeah. think tiger's the guy that could handle that. That's what uh, we saw. And the only guy that didn't happen to was Brooks where you see, him push to the lead. they push to the lead they push out in front and then it's almost the moment becomes too big and they ha they fall back they they start thinking ahead almost and and tiger his patience which is maybe his greatest asset as a golfer of all time is how patient he is like ability to just sit in that moment and stalk it like knowing that that the back he he took advantage he took advantage of the holes he knew he could take advantage of. If you look at the back nine, the holes you take advantage of are 13, 15, 16. Easy birdies on all three. All of them. three. Easy bird easiest yeah. birdies of the day. He just did what he knew he had to do. And he he, I mean, he made the turn after the tenth hole. We were a little worried. Right. But I mean, it's just hitting the it was a tough day out there. And 70, I mean, I wouldn't have thought 70 would have gotten it done with all those names. And it, it just shows the enormity of the moment and how hard it is to get done a Masters. I, that shot he hit on 16, I, I believe he hit that shot in the exact spot he wanted to. Like the exact yardage and the exact spot. Because it was like, that. that's like the safe line where you know if you hit it right there. And it was like the fall line. We watched Cantlay hit a putt earlier in the day he missed the fall line he was low but he was hitting it right in that same area and i i have to think he hit the ball within a three-foot radius of where he was aiming there it, it's cool i mean there's so many things that are cool when you compare and this will happen throughout the next couple of days is that when you compare 86 to 19 is what you're going to get you're going to get a lot of comparisons but for you know jack to flag it in 86 there you know be right it is and he hits it to a couple of feet and for tiger to do that in 19 on the same hole, different hole location, but you know, flags it there. And it was, it was like you said, it was the perfect golf shot. His shot on 17 was a perfect golf shot. Exactly where he wanted to be a whole high distance control. It just, I, I mean, he was as in control of his golf game as, as maybe he's been forever to shoot a solid round of golf. He didn't shoot 65, but he didn't need it. He shot 70 and that was the number he needed. And I mean, it was, we were silent, and I'm sure everybody listening was the same way. You know, he, he taps that putt in on 18. He's celebrating with the guys. He's hugging Joey. They're going nuts. But, I mean, I almost thought for a moment that after he hugged his kids and his and his mom and, and everybody there that was his team, I thought for a moment he might run back out on the green. Like, that's how pumped up he was. That's the most pumped up I've ever seen a golfer after a win. I can't think of another time somebody carried it 
you see reactions, fist pumps, high fives, hugs, you know, running and, and cheering with the crowd. But he kept that going for five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes. And he was it was just the the reality of the accomplishment for him. I think it set into him the moment it set into everybody else, too. I mean, it was just I, I don't think I've ever seen a player react like that to a victory in their entire life. It touches on like the greatest stories have the the great have like the most you know like we just went in like to the lull like this would be if we were watching Requiem for a Dream and all of a sudden <laughs> the guy that was like turned into the junkie became like the like the greatest human being in the world like Tiger was at the low of lows as as we've ever seen a truly star athlete and. And that moment, like the celebration, that was everything coming out. I mean, that was, yeah. I, as a golf fan, as it, as I, I'm sure you're the same way. We're about the same age. Is Tiger Woods was the reason I'm in golf right, right now, you know. And uh, that to see it done at, at at Augusta, that this was the perfect place for it to happen. Yeah, and and I'm and I've said this on all platforms. I've never shied away from it. You know, I've, I've written and, and talked and um, spoke with people and, and just said, you know, this is I, I remember I had a, I have a story. I have a moment. Um, I was writing for Fox Sports at the time. Uh, this was kind of when I still would write a lot for the website. And uh, and Tiger had announced he was going to play in the Safeway. I think this was 16. It's been three years ago. And of course, it was a lesser event. And uh, and I jumped on a Southwest flight and was headed up to Napa to cover Tiger because it was a comeback. Right. Um, I remember PJ Tour Live had a had a broadcast team set up for the Safeway, which they don't do because of Tiger. Everybody was excited to see the comeback. Mid-flight on the airplane Wi-Fi, Tiger announced that he was withdrawing because of he just didn't I feel. Remember, he, his game wasn't there. He didn't feel good. I'm mid-flight to Napa to cover this, so I landed. I called my editor. I was like, "What do you want me to do?" And he's like, "Well, you got to write something. You know, go write something." So I literally had a hotel room for the week. I drove. I just checked in for the night. And I went down to like a, a wine bar that had Wi-Fi. I opened my laptop and I wrote a piece. And I think the headline was something to the effect of, um, you know, the old Tiger. We will never see the old Tiger Woods again. I mean, that that person is gone. And, um, and you know, it's it was a thing that I think most people truly believed. And for us as quote-unquote experts, analysts, whatever you want to call us, for us to see that guy in those pits, you know, I had a couple articles sent to me today that were Tiger saying he didn't think he'd play again. These articles were 18 months ago, Andy. I mean, 18 months ago, this is a guy that's saying, I'm not sure I'll ever get back to competitive golf. And to see what he's done the last year and this being kind of the, the, the tip of it, this being the moment for Tiger Woods to see it on his face, to see it on our faces, in our voices, the way we speak. I'll tell you, I, I I do not envy the people that have to write this story. I mean, to sit in front of a laptop on a blank screen and going, I've got to put what just happened into words would be really, really difficult to do. It's a great moment to do it, but it's going to be a hard story to write because it's there's just nothing really you can say to put it up on any higher of a pedestal than it already is. Yeah. It, you know, it, I remember I writing the Spieth collapse. It was one of like the next, it was really hard to write. I remember sitting or starting, erasing, starting, erasing, erasing over and over and over again. And this is a similar moment where nothing you can write can possibly <laughs> live up to what we just saw. And uh, it's funny you bring up that Safeway. I, I, I wrote something like that day too. It was October 11th, 2016. So it's, uh, this was supposed to be an uploading piece about Tiger Woods and his comeback to the PGA Tour. But as I was in the final stages of editing, he announced he wouldn't be making his return to, to golf this week because my game, and this is his quote, my game is vulnerable and not where it needs to be. And, and this was, I, I think the year before he was at the Hero, he couldn't walk. Right. He was riding around in a cart. I mean, it then you had obviously the transgressions and the personal life stuff, and and now, uh, I mean, the uh, it, I feel I do feel a little bit for Brooks. Right. I think he was the guy that came down the stretch 
And I have to say, he did something that, that no player in the Tiger generation did, where the, he, he withstood the biggest Tiger roar maybe of all time, standing on the 17th tee when Tiger hit that shot on 16th. Right. I mean, he knew what just happened. And he stood up there. I mean, he played the last two holes phenomenal. He had 10 feet for birdie on each of them. Like, stones. Right. Didn't make the putts. Didn't go in. But it, and, then he, and then he gets asked about Tiger winning. Instead of, you know, he just loses the Masters. But that, that will be the interesting thing, the fallout, when you look forward to the past this. We start to look at, we've got Beth Page in a month. We've got, he'll be at the U.S. Open, a pebble. What a, I mean, what an unbelievable primer for that. Right. Returning to the course that he won by, you know, 15. 15. Yeah. And uh, it's what's the reaction and what's the future with this generation? Because he's playing really consistent golf. Yeah. Number six in the world now, I think he's jumped to. I mean, this is, I mean, this this guy was 500th in the world, 600th in the world. Now he's one of the top, you know, and, and now he's, and, and you and I were talking about it right when it ended. You said to me, could he get to number one in the world? And then you joked, he never finishes outside the top 20. So, I mean, it's almost inevitable that as long as he's healthy, he's just going to continue to go up this list. I mean, he won, of course, in a smaller field event. That's a big event at the Tour Championship. Now he wins a major championship. Now the confidence, I really believe this. I think Carnoustie was an enormous moment for Tiger last year. He got there. He had a share of the lead. You know, he was he was in contention on the back nine of an open championship on a tough golf course. And he, he, he felt it and tasted it and believed in himself. And, I mean, it's crazy to think Tiger needed to believe in himself. I think he did. I think he needed to see that happen. I need to be in a major situation, and I need to see if I can win it. And he takes that confidence to the PJ Championship, nearly wins there. And now, all of a sudden, he's going, okay, I can beat all these guys. If I get there this many times, I can win. It might take some help. Molinari helped him out a little bit today. And as we've said, he didn't shoot 65. He shot two under, and that was good enough to win. You know, if Molinari shoots 70, 69, 68, which is, was very much out on that golf course today, he's the Masters champion. He didn't do that. But I just believe that that, that the self-belief in Tiger Woods, which was always the, the most important part of his game and the part of his game that really set him apart from everybody else, is now getting to that place where at these big events, he's going to believe they've got to beat me now. And you think about the venues, as you've said, coming up. We've got Beth Page, which she's won on. And then we get to go to Pebble, which he's won on. You know, he's going to go there. And instead of just being a nice Vegas favorite, I mean, he's going to be the favorite. He's got an open championship, which is great for him. Always great for him. The um, What you touched on with with the open last year, and it it fits perfectly to what a a tiger, an old tiger adage reps. Like, (laughs) he needed to be in the moment. He got in the moment at Bell, like, at there at Bell Reve, we saw it when he was uh when he was coming on tour. It was almost like he was like learning to win again. Like he did, like you know, it didn't take him that long when he got on tour to win. But you saw he what it was fiftieth at 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 the GMO, and then he started all of a sudden just getting closer and closer. And he had, I think he finished third before the next week he wins in a playoff. And then it's kind of a similar arc where. He finishes, you know, he gets into majors uh, last year and he has a couple scraggly finishes and then all of a sudden he's in it, in the thick of it at the Open, in the thick of it at the at the PGA, and then sure enough, knocks down the door and it could, and one of the things that technology's done is obviously led to this youth movement, but it's also prolonged a lot of careers. Right. Like we're seeing VJ and, and Davis Love play till they're 50. I mean, Davis Love's 55? Right. Right. And he's playing, you know, he's making cuts on the tour and and Tiger Woods is a Davis love. So if this fuse back, if the health is all there. Now we're talking seven, eight, nine, ten 10 more years of this potentially. I mean, Brooks Kepka was asked after about Tiger getting to that Jack number. And he says, I think we're a lot closer than it looks. You know, I mean, of course, now we're one step closer, but I think these guys see it. I mean, they believe it. I mean, how cool of a moment was it when he walks off after all the family stuff and it's getting pretty emotional. And if you're a fan of sport at all, no matter what your thoughts are on with Tiger Woods, if you're a fan of sports, that was an unbelievable moment. 
you know, you obviously get the, 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 the correlation, the comparison to 97 and his dad, and now it's his kids. He talked about it in Butler after, and I'm sure he'll talk about it during this presser probably going on right about now, is he'll talk about that moment and think it back to 97 versus 2019. But walking off that green, and you've got all these PGA Tour players standing there saying what's up, giving them, giving them congrats. Kepka was there, and, and Justin Thomas is there. I mean, these are top 10 players in the world. Bubba was there, Zach Johnson, Ricky. I mean, all these guys are standing there to congratulate him on getting there because they're fan- we're all fans in some capacity. Sure, you want to win this if you're out there playing, but these guys were fans at one point in their lives. They were kids watching Tiger win. They were either rooting for Tiger or they maybe had a different favorite, but they believed in the greatness of Tiger Woods. And now they're out there playing the same golf course, playing in a major championship against him, and he finally comes out victorious after all the battle back that he's had to go through. And you see that in those players, and I think that's a very, very cool thing to go through. And I'm trying to think, like, what other athlete That's, I was would just land gonna, that sort of reception? I was going to say, there's no other sport that allows for this because of the career length of golf. And, and and I think this is one of the magical things about golf is that the length of the career, the longer career, like you saw it at the very end of Jordan's career where like he played a year with Kobe, you know, or a year or two. And then you had AI, you know, the famous right. crossover where he crossed Jordan. It was such a big deal because of how big of a fan he was. But it, no, nobody ever gets to play the guy they grew up idolizing at that guy's best. And, and Tiger may never be at the same level he was in, say, 2000, but he's really close to to that level now. I like, so. and I mean, he's six in the world, and I don't think he's even hit the qualify. Like, he still might be hurt by how few events <laughs> right. he's played in. Like, his ranking might be hurt by how little he's played. Uh, when did you think he was going to win today? Uh, when Mol- Molinari rinsing it at 12 at 12 was obviously that was the big, but then it was anybody, you know, that really opened it up to, to the whole field because Molinari hadn't shown much, you know, two bogeys to that point all week, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. I, I was most, most nervous over that, uh, T-shot in 12. I, I, you know, full disclosure, I was rooting for Tiger today. Like, <laughs> You're like, I'm going to let you know who yeah, I wanted to have. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, there may or may not, but we aren't in a media center. There may or may not have been a high five right, when Molinari right. rinsed it. And I, I like Molinari a lot. But that that moment was when there was a, a hope. Um, 15 was when you really were like, whoa. 16 obviously was 16 it was over right I think so too I mean I even with even with Kepka not making the putt on 18 it just seemed like it was it seemed that Tiger made five because he could have made five on 18 I mean obviously you know only wins by one but I think even if, if Kepka makes that putt for birdie on 18 I think Tiger plays the second shot or the tee shot maybe a little bit differently knowing a four wins it not a five I mean of course he, he basically pitches it up there to the fat part of the green with that third shot because he knew he just needed it you know I think about, I look at this win about Tiger, and I just think about the last six months and things that have worked in his favor. He gets the win playing alongside Rory McIlroy. Rory doesn't have a very good final round. Nobody really pushes him. He gets that victory at East Lake, and it's obviously just 30 players. I mean, that's 29 guys he's battling against. Doesn't obviously have a very good Ryder Cup. Takes a break from the game. Takes a decent amount of time away. Never seems to be getting back into the Tiger that we saw win. Didn't play very good in Vegas. Didn't play very good at the Hero World. Starting the season, he was fine. Just not putting the ball very very solidly. But, you know, he loses in the match play coming into this before going into Sunday and having to play 36 holes because he would have had to play 36 no matter what. I mean, he'd had to play the consolation match if he wins against Beer Garden. And it's, you know, <laughs> if, if he if he if he – Say he wins that match and he goes through a Sunday of 36 holes and it's a grind and the weather, remember the weather was kind yeah, of crummy. It was cold, it was, it windy. Was, it just would have been one of those days to me that would have, it would have felt like a week on Tiger Woods' body. Yeah. Him getting out of there early, I think, was a great thing for him coming into this week, you know? And then he gets a great break as well. Threesomes on Sunday means he's in the final group. Yeah. Wouldn't have been in the final group. Yeah, you have to think about that too. I, I, I mean... 
if it's Molinari Finau, Mol, that was a big moment. I know Molinari took him down at at op, at the Open, but it was a completely different. Molinari's never been a fifty-four hole leader right. in a major. He played catch up too. To to my knowledge, and and he kind of all the attention with with that Open was like yeah, there's so many big names there where Molinari kind of in he wasn't as on the radar, you know. He didn't have to answer the questions after the after the round about who's the favorite. Right. How what's it going to be like playing with Tiger? Like that's that's a big facet and and he w- Molinari wasn't Molinari in it today. Even Absolutely. The front nine he kept it together so well, but that was not the Molinari that we've seen, you know, the first 54 holes of the Masters and, you know, the last 6 months. He right. was he was visibly shook and and what would that have, you never know what it would have been if it was regular twosomes. Right. Yeah, it's Finau and, and Molinari in the final and then Tigers chasing and it's just it's afternoon and it, you know, and the prep's different and you know, just the, the adaptability of, of Tiger Woods just continues to amaze me. His ability to adapt to all these types of situations. He gets in these moments, he hits the shots, he plays the game the way the golf course is playing that week. He doesn't bring his game and hope it adapts to the golf course. You know, he he hit a lot of really quality golf shots today and they were smart smart golf shots and he outsmarted everybody else and that's why he has a fifth green jacket and you know it's you know you're in butler cabin and you're hearing him talk about the day and he can't talk about it you know tiger can't speak of it and tiger's one of the most well-spoken guys in all of golf and he has nothing to say it's just it's unreal it's surreal it's crazy i think you can hear it in in both of our voices where you're trying to put words to a moment that almost doesn't need words. You know, it's just looking at the image or the video or the celebration at the end and and you just got to smile and 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 take your hat off and say congratulations because uh you know that the way he was, the way he reacted to it was kind of all of us, you know. Finally, finally, finally. He, so Hank Haney's book, The Big Mess. This was quintessential Tiger. There was no he was never even close to a big miss. Right. Everybody else on that leaderboard was a big miss. Like Shafle rinsed it, Molinari rinsed it, Kepka rinsed it. Like all these guys, I I, I didn't see enough of DJ. Um, you know, the day before Jason Day hit it in the water on fifteen, makes double. Tiger really was the only guy, and this is why why he was he's the greatest tactician ever to play golf. Like you know, r- just. Never, he understands the bogeys, and you know he made a fair amount of bogeys today. But he knows bogeys don't hurt him. Right, doubles are the ones that you don't win majors with doubles. And you look at his scorecard, no double bogeys for Tiger Woods. You look at at uh, at DJ's card, you know, no double bogeys. But he never had his like a game really. You know, like that's that's one at Dustin Johnson. You probably look at and say like, you know, this guy did close again, huh? Think about how many of these guys are close. Okay, outside of Tiger, if you look at this board, and I and I I preach this a lot. Everybody always uses lazy terms about guys when they get close to winning stuff, and they go, "They'll be here again. They'll have another chance. They'll win a Masters. They'll win a U.S. Open or a PGA. They'll get one eventually." Dustin, a shot back. Xander, so close. Brooks, a chance now for another major title. And again, a chance at his first Masters. And then you keep going down. Molinari obviously was there. Tony Finau had a chance in the final group again. Was the final group at Shinnecock last year. You know, there are a lot of guys that had a chance today to add their name to that very, very short list of young players that now have won the Masters. And they they couldn't get it done. Do, Do you think it is, for these guys, mentally the toughest major to win because they know... A, what comes with the win, and B, how hard it is to always be back here. I mean, you expect to always be back here. Of course, like a Dustin Johnson doesn't necessarily have to worry about that. But, I mean, if you're Tony Finau and you have a couple of bad years, you know, you could not be in the Masters in 2022. I mean, I think that you only have to look at, like, the comments that came from Ernie Els this year right. as to what happens when you're the guy that's there all the time. And eventually, and I think that's, I think that's what we're seeing and a little bit with Rory at this point is that 
he, you know, when he came out and he was a young kid, it was like, how many of these is he going to win? There's never been a player that's better fit for this. The guy loves to just hit that rip draw off the tee. You know, nobody hits his effortlessly great draw tee shot ever, maybe, than Rory McIlroy. And now all of a sudden, like, it's more, it's a surprising when he's in it. At the like last year, we were all amped because he was in it, right. and we've we've the last say seven or six years since what was it two thousand eleven. He's kind of just been a a shadow, you know. He makes the cut, but you know it's, and I think that's what the, the tricky thing with this is when you miss a couple times at Augusta. That's when you start strolling around the back nine with demons, and I mean, I, I just I think that I think it's the perfect storm of of. You know, it's 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 this big golf event that battles nothing else. You know, there's no other sports really. Of course, there's some play, early see early season playoffs going on right now. But I mean, eyeballs are on this every single year. I think the long wait plays into it. I mean, you go from the PGA Championship months and months and months and months and months of waiting until the Masters because it's a major championship and it's the first of the year, and you've had some big events going into it. But of course, this one is way way bigger than anything else on the schedule leading into it. And if you go through it, I mean, Nicholas used to talk about it when I didn't. Nicholas used to say when I didn't win the Masters, it bummed me out for the rest of the year, you know. And that you think about all the events that come after the Masters. I mean, all these other major championships, huge events, you know, career changing types of things. And Jack said this would this would really bum him out. So it's just when you look at this board after two or three days or a week or two weeks or even next year when we're like researching the 2019 Masters, you'll probably forget. How many of the one-name guys, Brooks, Dustin, Xander, those guys, Ricky, were right there on Sunday with a decent chance to win this thing? Hey, I want to read this Ells quote because it's 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 just so when a thing stings you, it uh, when when a thing stings you, it keeps stinging you. When it gives to you, it keeps on giving. I've seen that with Gary Player. I've seen that with Jack Nicholas. I've got a love-hate relationship with the place. It was always almost like a curse to me. It was not a romantic deal for, to me. It was a it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and you start to wonder when you when you miss like, are, is this where we're going with some of these guys? Like, I mean, like Ricky, last year, this year, and so many other times. And like you said, you don't know if he's ever gonna get it done here. Right. Like. Man, it would be weird with with his record at 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 the Masters, if Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler is in that Lee Westwood, Ernie Els type sphere, where like when when he's forty, forty two, and no longer like forty five, whatever that age is, and no longer based off his merits, like you're the one who's saying like he should get an exemption in, he should get an exemption in, right? And and there's going to be someone from this camp is it is it ricky is it dj is it rory that's gonna fall into this thing for sure because like it's all the great swing at a ma- at the masters except for a few right i mean weiskopf never won should have won miller never won should have won trevino of course didn't didn't play the golf course because it wasn't the golf course that he liked to play but i mean that's the hole on his resume yeah you know you talk about ernie david duvall played well here in his prime a lot and came really really close even you know i think about a lot that doesn't get talked about in this conversation is goosen yeah. you know goosen nearly won the masters a few times and he played the golf course great and now he looks back on it and goes you know i'm i'm, I'm not i'm not going to win the masters and i think it's a, it's a big bummer i talk about it a lot when i talk to some of the guys i work with guys like curtis who were so close to winning the masters a few times and you know when they talk about it it is it it, it bums them out because you know, it it was it's a hole it's a hole that they'll never be able to fill. So it, it's crazy. You look at Ricky. Listen, Ricky since 2014, the Masters, T five, T twelve, missed the cut in 16, T eleven, two, T nine. I mean, he is very much in the conversation every Sunday at Augusta. It seems like. Yeah, and I think that's everybody says like all you can ask for is to have a shot right. coming down the. That's track. what Tiger had today. Yeah. He had a shot on the back, and and, and he was patient. You know, very patient. Was, that was the thing. He just didn't put himself in any situation where, like, if you're going to miss one way on 11, you miss right. Right. He missed it. He blasts it right. And sure enough, he gets in the same pocket he was the day before, which is actually the best spot you can be on the <laughs> golf hall. You know, it's in the trees. This used to be the ideal place to be. But then same thing with 12. He just hit it right into the middle of the green. 
which I, I think that's a hyperbolic, like, you know, not a hyperbolic, but like a, um, a misleading, like, oh, just hit in the middle of the green. It's a lot harder than it looks, obviously. But then with 13, you know, he, he just hit, hit a safe shot. I think we talked about that a lot here is like the safe shot into 13. And I, I can't, I got to go back. So you said one name company, you know, the one name leaderboard guys. And one guy you put on there, Xander Schauffele. Xander. Underrated. He's he's getting close to the one name cup. He's 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 I think he's the most underrated guy in golf. I mean, I think he had a look today and yesterday that looked like he believed he could win this. I I it didn't seem like he and you know, he's such a he's such a, a nice, kind-hearted kid that when he does the interviews after, I think it's easy to almost look past that in a way, but he seems like the type of player that relishes these types of moments and believes that when he's hitting it well, he's going to have a real good chance. And I mean, you know, we, we always forget about Brooks, always forget about Brooks, but Brooks is like that. And I feel like Xander's like almost like Brooks light, you know, where he's got all the game in the world to do it. And he's continually getting closer and closer to, and you know, he's, he's on a short list of mine that if you were going to pick, if you were right now going to pick who's going to win the next three majors in 2019, and you had three names to choose from, I would be surprised if Xander wasn't on a lot of people's list that pay a lot of attention to golf. Yeah, we, we, had, a, uh, we had a statistician on the Shotgun Start, uh, Joe Pita, and he talked great, about... Great, interview. Talked about clustering, like when you're close. And so, so Xander, he, he's a fascinating study because he's underhyped out of college. He went to San Diego State. Um, you know, underhyped coming out of the web. He barely got his card. At the U.S. Open, he 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 locals in locals through sectionals in, and then he's right on the first page of the leaderboard the first day. And all you're doing is sitting there waiting, like when's this going to collapse? Right. It's like when this guy's not going to be here on Sunday. T five at Aaron Hills. Right. right? Then uh, then the Open, he's T twenty. But then next year, you know, first Masters he struggles, but then he goes T six at the U.S. Open. Didn't think he was going to be there. Then. On the Open Championship, he's standing on the 71st hole. He's really the only guy that's got a shot, and he's got a baby crying in, in the back, <laughs> in, you know, right behind him. And you're like, can't you, do anything about that. And, and if you went into that day, he was the guy that every, nobody was picking Xander to win, but he was right there. And then this, we, this again, he hits a ball. He hits ball in water day, and he still he finishes one back. It's just It's like what you said. You never know how many chances you're going to get, but you have to believe that he is going to win a major very, very soon. What was the biggest surprise for you this week? I mean, outside of obviously the Tiger win, when you look at the 2019 Masters right now, what surprised you the most? Either be a positive or a negative. Was anything really stand out to you that was really shocking from the week? Is it outside of a player hitting the ball with a practice <laughs> swing? Because... <laughs> That, that was, was pretty shocking. Or, or a guy falling down when he was swinging. Hit the green. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This this Masters had it all. It did. It did. It, it, I I think I I I think it sticks it's either Speeth or Rory. Um I think more so Rory. I think Speeth's in a in a funk right now. Um you know, and he finished T21. Yeah, he which play, he pretty, actually played pretty well after the second hole. Uh, after the second hole on Saturday, he went on a run, man. He, but he, but he, he just loves this place. But he he lost it on on Thursday, right? Oh, for sure. And to a certain extent, Rory lost it on Thursday, which is not what you expected with Rory coming in. And and that's the that's the thing. And I I don't want to you know, but you start to look at the guy that you know. There's always one guy that doesn't get it, that doesn't get the one you know chance. There's always the hole and that's that's the thing that's starting to kind of crystallize i think you know adam scott's putter doesn't that can't be surprising that's just you know the way it's been his career right. it's it's amazing how certain guys just fall into the into the role that you like grow to expect them like kuchar t12 like <laughs> <laughs> never had a chance but was just somehow there all the time and that's like kind of his like augusta and, and if you look at Poulter, Poulter's kind of had a similar career at Augusta. Like he was there, but he wasn't really there. Right. And that, that's, I think the thing about Augusta is that there are certain players 
that will always be there. Right. Safe bets for top 15 every single season. Go look at how Kuchar's played the Masters the last 10 years. It's it's unreal how he's always around the number he was today. You know, mm-hmm. it's just where he sits. And it goes back to, again, to the guys that, okay, so that's a theme. And then the guys that win are a theme. Tiger's a winner. He knows how to win. He's figured it out. Doesn't matter the golf course, the situation, or the weather, or the tee time movement, or anything like that. He's has this mentality his entire life that he can find a way to figure out how to be victorious. I think Kepka has that same type of mentality. He can figure out a way to win late. And then, unfortunately, there's guys that don't do that. You know, there's guys that don't, that when they're close to winning, the moment is too big. And, you know, again, I, I don't fault any guys for that. You know, people are, what's wrong? Why didn't this guy win more? Why yeah. can't he win? It's really it's hard. hard. Yeah. It's really hard to win. It's really hard to win the Masters, you know? I always like to say that winning's overrated. I, I'm the same I'm in the same camp as you. But then like the guys that get in the moment and win, <laughs> it's hard to say that's overrated. Right. Because like there's something there and you know, it's I, I was talking to somebody and, and they and they were descri- they were saying, Oh, he doesn't he never had the sack to win. And there's something you know, I don't that's something there about winning. Cause like we saw it today, like that tiger coming down the stretch and he, he even DJ to a certain, he wins a lot. Wins, wins all the time. Wins way more than people think he does. But then when you look at him in majors, you just keep finding these, like, how do you not win? <laughs> She's like tiger. Now this is what's so wild about this tiger stopped so many legends from having these unbelievable yeah. careers. Ernie is the best example. Phil, to a certain extent. VJ would have won more majors. Goosen again. Duvall. You know, those are the names. And you go outside of that. You know, DeMarco wins a Masters without Tiger there. And you're Podrick. Forgetting, you're forgetting uh, uh, Bob May. Bob May. You know, <laughs> you know all, all of those guys. The Bob May kick out. But, I mean, when you think about what Tiger did in the sense of halting careers all these young guys now and i'm gonna throw dj in the young category he's only 34 years old but now tiger has halted this generation potentially say he wins so so right now if i said one and a half majors for the rest of tiger's career right now is it is it irresponsible to say under now i i think so I, i i said i think at the beginning of the year i don't think i didn't think he would win another major but then he did to this these guys. At, as we've talked more, he kind of he did to them what the I. So if you take Tiger out of the mix, who wins today? And I I don't think there's a question in my mind who wins. You're saying Brooksy. Yeah. Does he he makes those putts on 17, 18, right? Makes he, one of them. It's all he needed. I mean, you've called the last two U.S. Opens. Right. You've seen what Brooks does. He just hits golf shots and makes putts when he has to. And though. Those putts on 17 and 18 were so reminiscent of last year at Shinney coming down the stretch. Like, and when he flew through that, that one in at 16, the when up, nobody was getting it close to the hole and he makes that bad boy. Yeah. I mean, he was just making the big up putts. and down on 14. Oh, unbelievable. From what it was 50 yards short, a de- dead down wind, like just an unbelievable, right. similar like shots they hit into 17 and 18 where he hit it same distance, same type of putt, not a ton of movement. And like I mean that one on seventeen, he gassed. He did gas it, yeah. Like that that was actually a an anxious putt. That's a putt you make when it when you're in the moment, and you know you got to make it. Like the the miss is either short right or too hard left, and that was he kind of had both of the misses. Like neither of those were really close to the hole, right? But it's it's just it's so wild that. I mean, again, you go back to 97. I mean, 1997 was so long ago. And Tiger wins his first Masters and his first major. And he's upsetting from that point on. He's upsetting people over and over again that either would add to a legacy that was already impressive or would completely change their lives. And now it's 2019 and he's doing something similar at, you know, one of the biggest events in the entire year. It's just, it's still wild. I mean, it's going to take some time. You're going to have a moment on like Wednesday where you wake up from sleep and you're going to go, Tiger won the Masters on Sunday. I just had this visual pop in my head. <laughs> I um, can't wait for this. 
imagine if you put up like a slideshow of the guys that Tiger beat in 97 and a slideshow <laughs> of the guys that he beat this in this Masters. And, and that shows the seismic impact that he's had on the game. So everybody, you know, Tiger completely revolutionized the game of golf and brought on this new generation of players. And without a question, I can say at this point, like in, in any Jack Nicholas supporter, he's the best player of all time because he created a whole new generation of golfers, a whole new era of golf, and just beat them all. Just beat them all and beat and, all the best of yeah. them. I mean, you know, outside of Rory, Rose, and Spieth really being in the mix, JT was there a little bit. You know, Ricky and DJ and Kepka and all those guys. I'm going to read you the leaderboard for 97. You ready for this? Yeah. All right, Tiger wins at 18 under, okay? Second place, Tom Kite. Third place, Tommy Tolles. Tom Watson. Tommy Tolles. Tommy Tolles. <laughs> fired 67. I thought for a second you were going to say Tommy Two Gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Tolles, third. Tom Watson, fourth. He what, what? How old? He was 41 and 91. So he had, when Woozy won. He's 47? 47 year old Tom Watson. Roca and Paul Stankowski finished T fifth. Paul Stankowski. Couples, Longer, Justin Leonard, Davis Love the third, and Jeff Sluman round out the top ten. Compare that, as you said, to the leaderboard of the top ten in 2019. It's you know what I love about this too? Is that you know, he went through so many times where he was rebuilding a swing right. with so-and-so, so-and-so, high-name instructor. Like, this comeback, he's done all himself. Like, he just finally, it, it, in a way, it, it was a return to, like, and the celebration was really similar. Like, the emotions in the 97 and this one, and, and both of them were so emotional because he did it all himself. Like there were moments where you were like, yeah, he did, you know, he got here because of him, not because of anyone else. And I think that's the one of the things that happened to tiger is he got, you get big and there's so many, you know, hanger ons like types. And, and these, this win with the other one were because of so much of their own, you know, his own time, all of, you know, it was, it, 97 was an underdog story, and this was an underdog story. You know, I, I mentioned this to you guys during the coverage on, on Sunday of the final round, is, and, and I mentioned a little bit of it earlier about energy, but, you know, Tiger is obviously a veteran now and mature and has seen all of it. He's seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. He never one time today changed his demeanor. Never up, never down. No fist pumps. Can you, was there one fist pump? I don't think there was. I don't think he made if you okay, was there a putt he made of distance today that really mattered cuz a that's lot of the birdies the were two putts or tap-ins. That's the thing. Like he did it That's the other scary thing about this. He did it without a, his A game. Right. Like he was he didn't drive the ball great, which is this is the place where he can do that and get away with it. And he didn't putt great. Like he he left a lot out there early in the week and then on yesterday, he putted really well on Saturday, but today, there there were no fist pump moments. None. I mean, he made a he made a great putt on eight, but he didn't fist pump. That was when he hit that three wood and he chopped it over the back, yeah. and he had that great up and in there. And it was one of those moments that seemed like at the time must make had to make it to stay with Molinari. Molinari made birdie as well. You know, he he obviously flags it on seven and makes that good up and in on eight, and that putt was of distance probably. 12, 14 12 feet, feet yeah. something like that. Other than that, birdies come. What about that two putt on nine? That was great. That was an un that was maybe the best shot he hit all day. That that's the shot that will get forgotten. The putt from all the way to the top of the green when he had the mud ball. Yeah. That that's where it, but then, you know, he made the bogey on ten, which was felt like a killer. But yeah, that the eight the putt on eight and the putt on nine were the two pivotal moments. You know, it, it was you're. You know, I hadn't thought about this yet, and you made a great point. It, it wasn't his greatest stuff. Now, I mean, you know, we're what thirty minutes into talking about this, and it it was never. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a flag fest. It was a smart shot fest. You know, it was. 
It was putting the ball in smart positions, as you mentioned, to avoid doubles. And when you look across the day, it is it is wild to think that, you know, I mean, he didn't make birdie on two. He birdied two once this week. You know, he plays eight, one under this week. You know, the front nine was never great. He bogeyed five all four days. Obviously, the new T at five yeah. <laughs> makes bogey on five all four days this yeah. week. You know, he makes the turn and makes that bogey on ten. And uh, and it was it was kind of a it was a sloppy tee shot and, and and obviously had to kind of punch out and then kind of kind of just a, a sloppy tee shot on eleven and he didn't necessarily flag it on twelve. I mean, you know, we talked about the safe shots. Of course, that happens when both guys you're playing with hit it in the water. But he had to make a lengthy putt there to save par at twelve. Another shot that'll probably get forgotten. It's kind of like the lag on nine. But it was just there were so many round savers today. And then he turned it on when he needed to on the holes that you talked about. And you talked, I know people don't hear Jeff Ogilvie much. You've talked with Jeff Ogilvie at, at length about this golf course and the holes you can take advantage of. And Ogilvie was spot on. You can take advantage of 13, obviously. You can take advantage of 15, obviously. Hole location on 16 on Sunday is a birdie flag. And you better make a two. I was trying to think about this. And, and I mean, I'm sure if I looked back, I could probably count the number of guys. I would like to know over the last 10 years how many guys birdied 16 on Sunday and went on to win. Because I bet it is high. Cabrera did it. Willett did it. I'm, I, Sergio did it, right? No, he had he, he had like a four-footer, that nasty four-footer right. slider. He didn't make it, but he hit it really close. Like It's almost it's indicative. If he, the, You know what it is? Is That's that shot, and it's not overly hard, but if, you have, if you're feeling the nerves – that's the shot that you're going to fan right. And we saw it like Cantley got into the lead. Like, and that's like almost, it's almost an indica- indicator. If you're in the lead <laughs> and you get to that T and, and you, that's the you shot you can't out? hit. Yeah. You can't yeah. bail out. Yeah. You can't, you have to. And, Kepka and, did it too. I yeah. mean, Kepka bailed out for a guy that, that, that seems to always yeah. have those shots. He hit that little fanny one and it he stayed was, up on the he hill. He was like a, about 18 inches. Oh, I, I know, but yeah. still, you know what I'm saying? I mean, his ball and Tiger's ball were probably two feet from each other at yeah. one point. That's it. They probably landed two feet apart. Right. And that's like the, that's the beauty of the golf course, though, is that the line is so thin. And this week wasn't the best week for Augusta National with how soft and how much rain they got. Like, there wasn't as much fire. But on Sunday with the wind, that wind gave it that little extra thing to make it special where we finally saw like we had been missing the 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 back half of the line where like disaster and we saw it with Molinari Molinari like you know had skirted disaster but then he finally you know he got to you know he he fell apart and I think Tiger and Sergio or Tiger and Jordan two great masters players um, they're like more of the tactician, what you were talking about, like missing into the right spot, not taking on too much risk. And then you have the other end of the spectrum of great masters players that are like the daring, you have the fills right. who like the course asks them to always take on the shot and they win because they pull off the most miraculous shots of all time. And there's, and that's what the beauty of the whole event is, is that there's so many ways for people to win. Right. It's just, uh, it's, it's crazy. I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I asked you when I, when, when I, when you thought Tiger would win and you said 12 and, uh, what was your, I, I, I think when the ball landed on the green on 15 and, and where he hit it, the swing he made, I told Will, he made that swing. And I said, I said, God, his swing looks so good, you know? And I mean, I didn't, we didn't even see the where it landed. It was just in, they had, CBS had this great look. It was, it was like face on of his swing. And it was just that tiger swing. It was the power, but it looked effortless. You know, it was probably a five iron from 240 and just got through the ball. And it it looked like, remember the Nike commercial where you wore all black and it was the driver and it was the music? That is what that swing looked like on 15. And if if the if the if a storm would have blown over our house in Augusta, over the Bixby house, and and the and the, and the network would have cut out. I would have said that's on the green. I'll bet you whatever I have in my wallet. I mean, that's how good the swing was before it landed. When that one landed on there, I was like, he's winning. I mean, I, and again, uh, who's, what's the quote uh, about not going for Eagle? Who said that? Hogan said, you know, the, the amateur asked Hogan, I think it was 13 or 15, and he was playing really well, and he, he lay up, right? He didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't go for the green. 
he laid up and he said, you know, Mr. Hogan, why didn't you go for it? And he said, I didn't need Eagle. You know, Birdie was fine. I felt like Tiger played like that today. I don't need Eagle to win, but I'm going to put it in this part of the green, guaranteeing I'm going to two-putt this for Birdie. His speed was great today, too, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he left a couple short, like 12, but the one on nine, 13 was great. You know, 15. 18 was great. 18 was great. You know, just kind of trickle it down there. Do you? He he wanted to make that for par, but I mean, you know, it's there's there's no stress, right? I think what you uh, what you just hit on might be what we've been searching to say the whole time is that the truly great champions have like the feel for the tournament. Yeah, he knew what number he needed almost, you know, and he didn't take on a risk that he didn't need to take on, and he knew it. And that's where you see so many, he didn't push it because he knew he didn't need to push it. Like, who knows? If he was too behind there, what we would have seen. Right. Like, we probably would have seen him take the flag on. And that's, there's a feel, and maybe that's what makes the winners and what makes the guys that that constantly come up short. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a beautiful win. It was a beautiful 72-hole victory. Like, from hole one to 18 on Sunday, it was like Tiger was painting his masterpiece. You know, I mean, it wasn't winning by 15. It wasn't winning by 12. It was winning by one shot against the best new generation of golfers, and he used every shot he needed to. It 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 was perfection, you know? So he's eight under... On the back nine. <laughs> it's not bad. Works. It worked. Yeah. Tiger Woods, man. Yeah. 2019 wins the Masters. Yeah. So, I I mean, I could talk about this forever. But any, uh, what are your parting parting thoughts? I think feel like we've been parting thoughting it the whole time. Well, no, I mean, I just, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, this, this is going to be the story that people are going to talk about for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's going to lead us into Beth Page and the PGA. And, and of course, Tiger is going to be talked about and he's going to go in with confidence and, and belief and you know it, it's it's going to carry us through the 2019 golf season at every event this is going to be what we talk back on and touch back on and all those things I I uh I'm I'm bummed again for Rory honestly I mean I just I think even no matter what he says no matter how he talks about this week him leaving another year without a green jacket I know it wears on him I know it's a bummer I know he'll think about it he didn't really ever sniff anything this week in terms of playing well and winning um i'll feel a little bit for guys like uh like molinari i mean who had one you know sleeve in the green jacket it seemed like standing on 12t and you know rinsed it there and then basically was never the same after that golf swing but you know there are a lot of storylines that'll be easily forgotten from this week but i i just i just i you know from from the depths man tiger did it if, if Tiger's on the 18th hole in the first round next year at the Masters and he's got like a two-footer for 69, does he mess it on purpose? Always. In the first round. Take 70. Take 70. Always take 70. I always say this. If you were on 18 for birdie and you'd made 17 straight pars, like I think I would want to miss it to have an 18 straight par day, you yeah. know, as opposed to having one score better. Yeah. Shoot 70 in the first round, Tiger. It's his number. Yeah. I think four, four times, right? Four times in his five victories. Yeah, and I think with, with the guys that have the pressure on them, like you've got uh, you've got Spieth looking for a Grand Slam, you've got Rory looking for a Grand Slam, you got Phil looking for a Grand Slam. This is actually like a great thing for them because the biggest story going into every major from now on is Jack's record. That's right, and it, that's a story that a thing. that that I didn't think would be resurrected. That is resurrected, and now is the biggest story and you know, arguably sports is, you know, this is like a, I don't think that record will ever be touched by anybody other than Tiger, like, especially with the new generation of golfers. And it should take the pressure a little bit off those guys in those big <laughs> events. Cause it's not what everybody's asking about. Can you imagine if he ticks off the PGA? Can you imagine if he wins Beth page and goes into pebble two straight ma- majors? Are we talking grand slam? Like I'm, the, the season slam? The season no, I'm just slam. saying, could you imagine? Are you, tra- are you trying to set up? Could you imagine if he did it though? What if he wins the PGA championship in a month and now has two straight majors going to pebble beach? If he just, if he ties Jack this year, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. I just, I, I, I don't know what to believe anymore in golf. I, I, uh, 
I am. So, okay. How about this? Now we have a chance for, now we got a chance for Tiger to win the Masters. We got a chance to have Spieth win the Grand PGA Slam. Grand Slam. Phil, Grand Bam, Slam. take the Grand Slam. In a row, all in. And these are legitimate things that could happen. I think Spieth could play well at Beth Page if he starts to hit his driver a little better. Pebble couldn't be better for Phil and Tiger. It's going to be unbelievable. It's it's an interesting. I think that that we got Beth Page is a young is going to be a younger guy's course, right? Especially with the PGA setup. Then we go to the the Open. I think that'll be that'll favor a, a little bit the older players, and then Portrush should be really anybody's game. Yeah, it probably favors experience. This is a great year for the vets. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Tommy Tolls maybe it would you like his chances at Port Rush? I or think not? Paul Stankowski. <laughs> Stank. That's my man. That's who I'm going with. What Stank uh, Stankowski told me a story one time about uh he was he did he got interviewed at the ninety seven Masters about Tiger, like mid round, like during the week or something. And I can't remember what exactly he said, but it was it was something to the effect of, you know, it's He's not going to keep this up, or you know, it wasn't Curtis. You know, where Curtis was saying, yeah. you know, enjoy, you know, good luck, yeah, good, yeah. Second, <laughs> you when he said second sucks, you know, yeah. But it was something like he can't keep this great play up, or he can't keep doing this to the golf course. And he's like, he says every time they run that one hour special about ninety seven, he's on it, you know, saying that he's like, oh God, I can't believe I said that in the press conference. <laughs> it was it, it, there. It, it was a it was like Monty pre and post uh, playing with Tiger the third round where. He was, you know, he's going to really feel it before. Yeah. And then after there's no human way, a human way possible that Tiger was, does not win this he tournament 65 tomorrow. on yeah. Saturday. He's yeah. going to be real nervous out there. Is this in sports? When you look back historically at sports, will this whole Tiger thing, the last, let's say five, eight years to this point, winning the masters in 2019, Will this rank up there in best sports stories across all platforms? So let's talk about about where this is. We're both sports fans, so in terms of in terms of biggest moments, like Miracle on Ice, is something that right. obviously pops in my head. And that and that was bigger than sports. That's a big yeah. So that was that trumps just a sports story. I don't think we've, and I think we talked. I think we talked a ton about this when Tiger was down. Is that there was never a star athlete's fall from grace as fast and as severe as what Tiger went through, and in a game that's so mental, it's hard to think of of a moment like baseball. I don't think we have anything that comes close. Football. I mean, you think about. I think stuff like. Like Jackie Robinson's story, yeah, is a is just a bigger. I don't know if you want to call it humanitarian, or it's just a bigger story for a change in the world. Yeah, um, and it was an unbelievable moment that happened to be attached to sports, right? And sports was just part of the catalyst to push that through because it was just such a cool thing to see happen, and it was just such a world changing event. Uh, this is I I just feel like with Tiger, it's just more about the sport, right? He was. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't play golf. He couldn't play golf professionally with the way he was playing. He was shooting numbers that if you and I went and played on the PGA Tour and shot those numbers, we would be without a job in four, five, six months. Yeah. He couldn't hit chip shots. He couldn't hit a driver in play. He couldn't play the game that he dominated. He was, he was really he was embarrassed at every level that you can be embarrassed at to a certain extent. Right. And now you see... They're chanting Tiger Woods. They're, the crowd at Augusta is chanting his name. He's walking by. It's unbelievable. He's the coolest guy. You in know, as as I've gotten older, you you kind of realize you laugh at like how you know Tiger might not be that cool, but when he's on the field, when he's on the course on our field, he's the coolest guy that's ever happened to golf, ever. And I, David Duvall said on live from last night and it was kind of like a precursor and, and he's the guy that's seen it he said everybody's talking you know Brandle goes down his his stats and everything and he's i'm gonna look at something that nobody else is looking at his eyes and he said it's back like the clarity like 
and and that that was like when I think I just thought about that when I think about that David Duvall might have been the only guy that really knew because he was the guy that stared down those eyes and 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 he saw it, it and he's one of the greatest champions of all time. Yeah, it's just it, it any, it's any it's sport. nuts. I mean it, it it will be one of the you know the sports stories that we'll remember in our lifetime. You know when when we're when we're fifty and sixty five and seventy years old, if you know if we have enough picks, but we can get to that point. <laughs> if we get there at seventy and seventy five and eighty, I mean you'll remember twenty nineteen. You'll remember watching this win the way he did it. You know, extending all of everything he had in it to to, to pull out the victory, the reaction, the emotion. It's just man, it's, it's it was really cool to see. And I mean you. You know the 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 love and the outpouring, the TV numbers, all that stuff is is gonna it's just gonna help that because you know this will be this will be what we remember from this season, and this will be what we might remember from Tiger's career. Really, I mean, this might be the moment that is one A in Tiger's career as he won the twenty nineteen Masters. It, I mean, it, it's got is. I don't want to. I wasn't there in eighty six, right? But this is you know probably the, the golf moment of all time. I, and I think the la- lasting effect is that, like just like he did in '97, this is the win- is it's going to re-energize golf because right. he a generation that never saw Tiger win watched Tiger win today. Right. Which and, and again, it goes back to what I said when I said if you ranking important stories. I mean, outside of stuff like Miracle on Ice and Jackie Robinson, and you put those stories one and two or one, two and one or whatever, however you want to list those types of things that were, that were changing things for people for the rest of the of rest of life. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at this story, I mean, it's going to be in that top 10 of, of, of sports stories is going to be Tiger winning this masters today. I mean, it's just, it's just so wild to think. And, and you'll probably have a great, uh, great pod. Everybody should check out um, the clubhouse pod. You know who your guest's going to be? I at? think we're doing it with Joel Clad again. We're going to uh-huh. kind of do the recap this year over all the majors with Joel. So, um, got to kind of prep for that. But yeah, um, I think the, he'll be great because he he has so many. I mean, like the that, sports stuff. That's the thing that I really I think that's something that will have come out uh, from you know various people that have covered a lot of sports is where this thing ranks, and that'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. So everybody, check out your your pod and. What a great, great lead up for uh, U.S. Open. Oh, God. Can you believe this? Yeah, it's just a fun day. It was awesome. Awesome. Th- glad you were over watching this and glad we got to talk about it because it's uh, it. This is it. This is this is as good as it gets.